0: Welcome to Global Citizen Life. Today on the podcast, we have Priti Upala. She's the director of the Omnia Institute, media personality, geoeconomic expert. She's the host of her show, The Pretty Experience, and she speaks at global summits on geopolitics and the Asian century diplomacy and culture. Well, welcome to the show. Namaste, Sally. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure. So you know we've we've got um, some knowledge about yourself and and you do a lot of things. but what about your your personal life? like doing these things you've obviously traveled around and you've we know you've lived in in different countries. So let's talk about kind of how that journey started and what countries you have lived in? Oh, wow. um, I uh,
1: grew up in the Middle East, so Dubai and the 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 other other middle eastern uh, countries i i uh lived there until i was uh, probably about 15 uh had my childhood there uh and then my family immigrated to australia of okay. all places so that's where i um uh had my uh my my graduate degree i studied i went to university in in sydney australia and i worked i was a investment banker and uh, then a management consultant, and I did that for some years, before I won a scholarship to study in America, and I I thought it was the opportunity of a lifetime, and I knew my life was going to change, so I took the opportunity. I never looked back. I bought a one way ticket from Sydney to Los Angeles, and I, and I came here, and and that was uh, you know that was ten years ago, and I live here now. And uh, I travel all around the world for my work now. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm very lucky. I have to say, I grew up traveling because of my dad's job. But uh, oh. and, yeah, so it's, it's been quite, uh, quite an amazing journey. I think also traveling as a very young person, as a student, mm-hmm. a young professional, and then traveling, you know, as, as you get older, it's a completely different experience traveling for work or for personal reasons, again, you know, really, really different uh, experience. I mean, I traveled all throughout COVID as well. So it was interesting And at a time where nobody was traveling. So I think Mm -hmm. to have that experience of the world was really unique. And I think during COVID, people really saw how we behave, how we interact, how we are, how we treat other human beings, you know, and it was very universal, I think so it it was really eye-opening yeah
0: yeah and it is it's uh, there's so many there's a few different things that i want to talk about with <laughs> with the with everything you just said so in part like absolutely travel is very different from when we're in a young age and until we get older just the things that we like to do the things we want to see so it it is quite different that way but so let's go back a little bit to um when you moved to the united states from australia so You moved by yourself. I'm assuming your family stayed in Australia and you moved by yourself. And so you were initially there with the scholarship. Then how did you end up staying? What type of um, residency program application did you go through to be able to stay after your schooling? So I I came as a student
1: and Mm -hmm. I was able to convert that to a O-1, which is a work visa. And uh, I, I luckily, I didn't have to go back to Australia. I was able to fill that out while I was still in the states. And then I am so lucky with my with my O one program because normally it takes months and usually they reject it. Uh, or they ask for more information and you know, uh, takes even more time. For me, I think, and I didn't expedite this, but I got from the day I submitted my application, I think 10 days later, I was granted my O one. one So I'm very, very good. And uh, uh, so I got that. And you have to be on it for about five years mm-hmm. uh, or, or around that time before you can apply for uh, the green card. The So I applied for a special kind of green card, the EB-1, which mm-hmm. is very hard to get. I think it's the hardest kind of green card to get, but it is also the quickest one to get it. know the process can be quick and uh so in that as well like you know i got that i think within two weeks and that also is a tricky one to get and you need to put together i remember my case was about 300 pages and um, i just knew that um you know my whole life is 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 in this is is in all this because I, I printed everything and I put it together. I had to mail it to my attorney who then had to file everything off. And, uh, and you know, I was traveling in between while I was doing all of these, uh, you know, sort of submissions and stuff. So it was very interesting. But once I got that, uh, you know, uh, then then you know that you're here to stay. And then five years with the EB1 and you can actually apply for citizen, for U.S. citizenship Uh so that's the the process i think uh, everybody has a different journey i
0: think but this has mm-hmm. been my own personal journey yeah exactly and that's that's why i really like to talk to a lot of different people is because each person, their their process and journey is different. Some could have, you know, some have problems with paperwork. You were very lucky. I mean, 300, that's a lot of pages. Though. <laughs> like, I don't think I've had anybody say that they've had to submit that much. But that was your process for the one that you tried for. And, um, you know, different countries have several different types of different visas and residency programs. And so that's why I like to hear about each person's story and situation, because, you know, there isn't a one-size-fits-all. There's, yes. there's many, many options available for people. And so um, what did your family think of you first going to school? I'm sure they were quite proud initially, but then when you said, I'm not coming back to Australia... <laughs>
1: I think my parents knew that once she's, she's on that plane, she ain't coming (laughs) because they could, because for, for a number of reasons Uh, I'm very adventurous and Mm -hmm. I like to explore and new challenges. And they've seen me grow up like that. Even when I was a student or a very young professional, I would travel everywhere. And I had a job, even in my consulting job, that was a, I was a, kind of an international consultant. All I did was go from place to place. And I really enjoyed that. And I think they knew mm-hmm. how much I love travel. Um, so, But they had a feeling that America was really the place where it was all going to happen for, for my destiny and for my life. And they probably felt that Australia was too small for my aspirations. And they would be right, I think, in assuming that. So uh, I, I never sort of looked back. Uh, I mean, I visit... All, you know regularly also my parents themselves travel quite a bit and we've met in uh, in europe and other places several times oh, nice. as well. yeah and my dad still he works in the oil and gas industry and oh, he's yeah. always traveling especially to the middle east actually where we once used to live so it's, it's very talk about coming full circle it's very interesting
0: well that's that's great and yeah they probably then knew once that scholarship came through that that's that that was it she's she's yes. going we'll we'll meet up somewhere in the world yes. on, on occasions which it's it's a fabulous thing too because I've right. I've talked to people before and I say to them like where where does your family live and you know some will say oh I've got brothers and sisters that are a few hours away from where my parents live and I say, I'm like well how often do they see your parents and they say you know what like not that often And it's it's interesting because people say to me, you know, well, you live so far away. You're in Europe, and I I move around. I'm in different countries. And originally from Canada, and I generally go back once a year, sometimes more, and visit everybody. Then say like, you're so far away, and this. But I said, but yes, the internet is wonderful and helps to to have Zoom calls and chat and and Facebook time and whatever else. And I said, but when I go back to Canada, though, too, I'm I'm there, and I am spending more time collectively because I go back for six weeks, sometimes eight weeks. Um, Last time was a bit longer, but you know, and it's it's a good amount of time. So, thank goodness to technology as well. I don't feel like I'm missing out on what's going on in their life because we still chat. I still see Facebook posts. We still, you know, we know what's going on. So. It it definitely is a lot different from when I was a kid and we moved around a couple of times that we had to do the old snail mail, write a letter, put it in and, you know, you probably would never see each other again, but you'd get the odd letter
1: well my mother still writes letters to me every every few months uh i mean we we speak on the phone a lot but she likes writing letters and i i like receiving she'll always put it with a nice card so i i love getting cards and letters from her and it's just very heartfelt you know and i have a collection of those so <laughs> that's sweet
0: that's nice because yeah that's not it's not done very much sure. anymore um that so that's that's always nice to open up the mailbox and not have just bills and junk mail and things like that that uh, that we get a lot of which is one thing I also enjoy in Europe is I don't I don't get any junk mail like it's very rare for me to have a flyer in my mailbox I'm like where where in uh, where in Europe are you so currently I'm in the country of Montenegro Ah, okay uh very small country in in the Balkans so for just for people who are listening it's um it's along the sea it's south of Croatia north of Albania um and it's very tiny the population of the entire country is right around 650,000 people wow it's tiny but it's great because I spent a lot of time in Barcelona as well and and traveling. And so I love going to the cities. I love having all that energy. And then sometimes I just think, OK, that's enough. I just want quiet, relaxed. And so I have a, a bit of a balance of um, staying in more places because I love the city, the busyness. But then I love to have a break and, and as I said, relax from it. So
1: Barcelona was the last city that I that I traveled and I flew back from LA, from Barcelona after a long trip in Europe and Africa.
0: This is just a few weeks ago. Wow. So
1: yeah, it was a wonderful city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it is. And, but you know, and the thing is too, there's there's so many great cities in the world and so many yeah. great countries. Um, I often say to people, you know, once you kind of narrowed it down to a country you need to visit more than one city because if you look depending upon the shape of the city from north to south east to west like the the culture itself especially if it's a large country can change and they'll have things that are just different and the people will be a different bit different the food the weather everything so it's it's important um to really kind of check things out a bit before you go have you considered moving away from la like you went there for school and was that it you just stayed and it was like that's it i'm home this is it for me i
1: work uh, in i do many things i do a lot of political stuff and media related stuff mm-hmm. but i also do stuff with hollywood and okay. that is this is the epicenter of the world when it comes to uh, you know hollywood and then the movie business so um i'm very open i mean i i love to 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 travel to live in another city in the States or even in another country. But uh, my work has to, it, it you know, it should be conducive to, to whatever work projects I'm doing. Uh, but you never know because I think they do a lot of shooting also in, in on the East Coast, in Florida, New York. They're, the industry itself has changed. And I think it's going to change a lot moving forward, which is a good thing. And uh, i think post covid my perspective of los angeles has changed a lot and you just i think you you just take a stock take of your life and uh you you know ask yourself am i really in the most optimal place am i really doing you know my highest perp- you know doing work that is of my calling and my higher purpose and i'm really serving um you know the the world and the community as as much as i could i think i did a lot of introspection and mm-hmm. so there was a, you know i think i'm very very open to how things unfold for me and open to new opportunities
0: and that's that's great because i mean in part we never know when new opportunities are going to come because as as you said even with covid a lot of things had changed for everybody um and and we change as we get older and we go through different phases or stages of life, we also change. So I think it's very good to, to be open. And as you said, with with your work as well, I mean, maybe you'll continue to be involved in all of the things for many, many years to come. Maybe over the next few years, some of those things might mm-hmm. fade away or or new kind of, as, as we say, like when one door closes, another opens. Like we just, we, we never know. I always say to people, it's always nice to have a guideline, like and a guideline is kind of where you want to go. Most people will call it a plan, but I don't mm-hmm. like the word plan because it's too, I think too much people are then it's set in stone. Like, this is my plan. I'm going to do this and then this and then this and then this. And that's great. But things happen in those times that kind of sometimes steer us away or an opportunity comes or kind of, you know, get off track and have to get back on track a little bit or pandemic hits. Like, I, I
1: think we're living in the most vulnerable and, and volatile times in, in history, I think, in some ways. And nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow at globally, anywhere in the world, on, on any level. And the beauty of that is to be just present and be present mm-hmm. to the moment, uh, receive, allow all the goodness and trust that there is love and light out there and just be open to to whatever life throws at you trust that the universe has your back and I think when you do that good things will happen I think some years ago we had the luxury of having five-year plans and just sort of um, you know sticking to our goals or, or just life would you know be the same you'd be in the same job Mm. 30 years and today's just not like that I don't think it's like that for almost anyone and uh, I think geopolitically we're seeing so much going on it's some positive some very very disruptive and very challenging and that's not going to slow down I actually think next few years it's uh, going to get even more intense it has to, I can, we can just see the, the writing is on the wall with, with what's about to come and not all of it is, is is very positive. So you have to just embrace it and be prepared, be ready. I think trust in humanity, trust that the world is mostly good with good people who care and there's a lot of beauty and love out there. Uh, you just have to tap into that. I think trust yourself and trust Whatever source, God, divine, you know, universal consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just be present to that and try, try to um, tap into that because it it is there to guide you um, and and sort of dive into the unknown, I think. this at, when things are unpredictable, that's also when the the most amazing things happen, right? Uh, so I think you all, we also have to get ready for some incredible things that are going to manifest in, in the next few years uh, in
0: the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree, especially as you said, over the last few years, we've seen a lot more disruption um, mm-hmm. over the last probably three, we'll say three ish years now, since COVID basically, from when the, the beginning of COVID, we've seen a lot more disruption, but you know, we could focus on all the negative, which is easy to do by watching the media, um, very easy to fall into the negative um, trap there. But we also need to think a lot of great things do happen. Like even even through COVID, there was a lot of bad things, absolutely. But there was a lot of, at least we could call them silver linings. You know, there there were some, some positive things that have happened. And yeah, we are in, the world right now is a little bit chaotic, absolutely. Um, and I think that's, as you said, though, but that means, like, if we're anybody's thinking about doing anything, whether you're thinking about changing your job or moving cities, moving countries, perhaps, or whatever it may be, uh, even you want to learn to dance or play a musical instrument, like anything, just do it. Do it now, because we don't know. We can't be like, yes. oh, when I retire, I'm going to, or when I, when my kids leave the house, I'm going to, when I... I mean, we have no idea what it's what's going to happen, just even individually, let alone our own countries that we're in or or globally of what's happening. And so I, I love that, as you said, to be present in the moment now and do good now, do what we want to do now, and good things will will come and be prepared at the same time for for a bit of a rocky road, I think, yeah, a little bit. but. But don't they say that uh, what um, all the struggles that we have make us stronger, make us smarter, make us stronger, and make us? There was something else. I think there's three things. But why is it? But no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I also remember it's
1: rocky, but it's exciting too. I think it's like a yes. roller coaster. It's up, down, mm-hmm. sideways, but but this is what, it's accelerating. You really don't know what's going to happen. And in, in the positive, wonderful things can come. I mean, wonderful leaders will emerge and great voices will come up. And this is so beautiful. And I think the world needs it. So I'm very excited to see that happen. And I'm excited to be one of those voices
0: myself. <laughs> right. And, and promoting change is good. Change is good. We need to change. We need growth. We need... Um to think our thoughts and beliefs and truly actually think why we think them. And I I think that's another thing. And I think that with traveling for me has done that a lot with learning about other people's culture, religion, beliefs, Um, and I go to a lot of seminars and stuff too. And so I've learned like my beliefs are just a little bit of my experience and, Mm -hmm. and some of what I've been raised and told. They are not right. They are not wrong. They just are. And so that's the same when I meet other people um, of different cultures. I love to get into conversations about like their culture or their religion or their beliefs, you know, but I have to be careful with who I'm talking to, because some people aren't as open minded. And then it's hard to have those conversations. And, And then it's just asking the why. Why do you believe that? Why do you think that? Why do you feel that? And I mean, and people should do that for ourselves, too. When we think of something like Why do I think this is true? Why do I think it's right? Why do I believe it? And saying just because it is, is not an answer because it's not. And then that's how we open up more and um, embrace the world more. So true. And I'm sure you've had to do that as well as just even with your moves from moving um, from being in Dubai to going to Australia, that completely different culture and lifestyle. Um, Australia to the United States, fairly similar. I'm sure there were still yeah. some differences, of course, um, but not as dramatic as that first one. And, and that would be the same for people listening too. If they want a movie, you need to be open because things are different and it's wonderful. Absolutely.
1: I mean, that was a real culture shock. I think moving as a as a very young person from a country like dubai to a, a country like us Aust- i mean a, sorry a city like dubai to to um you know sydney australia very different uh and i came as a school student uh i i just uh, did my 12th grade i was you know that that's all i mm-hmm. was i it was able to do that and so i spent one year in the high school system in australia that was enough i think it's is very different to sort of the the education system that, that i have been i had been used to it was a real culture shock but um university was very very amazing experience for me i loved it and i really came into my own then and then the work corporate australia is a great place and again i was very lucky i had jobs that i was travelling half the time anyway and all my colleagues clients they were all from everywhere around the world so so that was pretty amazing uh, sydney to los angeles honestly within 2 weeks i thought i'm home i really didn't take me long time to mm-hmm. adjust at all um however now i sort of i can see such big differences culturally between australia and america and I think what's happened in the last few years as well, you see how these people of these two countries, they really are different in in many ways. I mean, even Europe and America are so different. like I, different. I go i I go to Europe a lot and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, going there for a holiday is very different to living there absolutely But, uh, but you see the differences. Uh, when you speak to them, because they love to talk about American politics and American culture. And many of them have a very distorted view, I think, of it. Maybe they've been listening too much to the news. And obviously, I live here. the ground reality is quite different, and you you try to sort of explain to them and stuff. Uh, and then maybe if they're lucky, they'll they'll come visit and they'll they'll see exactly what you're talking about. So it's been interesting, I think, having, those conversations <laughs> whenever I travel because you know the minute you say you're from California or Los Angeles, their eyes light up and they're actually very fascinated. And everybody seems to just have this dream to go to Hollywood, no matter where I go in the world. Even countries that they're like, oh we crazy Americans or ignorant Americans, they have no respect for America. But you say Los Angeles, they're like, oh my God, it's my dream, you know. <laughs> so it's very, very interesting, I think um being an american traveling around the world uh and i find myself actually defending america while i'm here i can be critical of everything wrong with our country but i find that when i'm in when i'm overseas i i'm gonna defend america i'm like no you have it wrong and and just because their their criticisms i think are not really valid there's plenty Mm -hmm. to criticize but i think their perspective of what's going on here maybe a little bit. Uh, I think it could be better informed. So, uh, so it's been interesting. I think for myself to sort of notice that, and I think a lot of Americans, uh, I have seen it happen to them as well. Even if they don't want to do it, they they end up having to do it. You know. Uh, so it's it's been fun that way. <laughs> well,
0: and I think it's it's very interesting too because you know it. it- It's funny in a way that when we listen to the news, especially now with, say, Ukraine and Russia, and it's always what kind of American or or European TV says, and then it's Russian propaganda. Everything is Russian propaganda. (laughs) Well, newsflash every yes. country has its own propaganda and america like, is the, has the biggest oh, propaganda yeah <laughs> america has so much propaganda about america is yes and and i don't mean to say that it's not but it's just propaganda that america is great greatest country in the world yes. the best thing the best you know yeah. and then other countries and then america will show everything else is bad Be careful yes. if even oh there's riots going on in france you better not go <laughs> to france travel with caution you know and of course like russia is the worst place every and and the, it's bad i mean like but every country does it oh yeah countries in europe do it too like not as bad because the european union they're more of a a solidarity of the european union is great all the other countries are kind of bad and have like bad stuff stupid stuff going on and so it's it's very interesting and and for people who haven't traveled they would they don't really know because you don't know that you're just getting fed propaganda from your local country and your local news like every country gets the propaganda that they're the best and everybody else is terrible
1: yeah, I I think America has the military and the the nuclear power and, and the technology to 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 substantiate it's it's claimed so it has Mm -hmm. gotten away with it for a long time and in america you have a population that doesn't travel much so they're not going out there and dealing with the rest of the world that much the rest of the world comes to america the dynamic is very different and they come as tourists they genuinely come because they think wow what a great country and it is a fantastic country to visit for sure and they are enamored by it and they just love a trip here hmm. but um it's it's very different i think it's only when americans move as uh, when they immigrate or, or they go as expats and live in another country then they realize you know what the rest of the world really thinks about them and 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 how amazing the world is really and uh and even I mean, you. I talk a lot about politics and like geopolitics and things like that. But but really, the future is is uh, the Asian century. You know, that's all where the action is. And and I think that's fantastic because so much of humanity actually is in the global south, it it, it is in 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 Asia, and that's the where the rising economy and the growth is. So uh, and I think a lot of people in the West haven't had the pleasure of traveling to all these amazing places in asia and if they did they would there they would be blown away with the beautiful architecture the technology just everything and how the scale of things uh culture the buzz everything is so exciting and uh, when they do of course they fall in love but uh so i i think it I like. I think part of my role I almost see as like being an ambassador for the Asian century, <laughs> so to speak. Um, because that is, you know whether we like it or not, that's the way. Um, the the yeah, economically, that's yeah. the direction in which the world is going, and with that comes actually political power and geopolitical power, and so on. So yeah,
0: of course. And um, I don't know if you have you heard of Ray Dalio. I love him he's one of yeah, okay. my I figured you probably did but I didn't want to make my, an assumption but in yeah. his like when he he writes about just how like superpowers have changed yeah. like the
1: it's, that's history. It's, I, it's, I talk a lot about <laughs> the the new world order I am very
0: similar mm-hmm. to what he says very very similar yeah
1: and he's yeah, right and
0: and that's that's history and it changes and everything goes in waves and it doesn't what how does he say it doesn't repeat but it rhymes so it is a little bit different but it's still kind of the same and and I think you know he's kind of saying that's kind of where we're at right now we are we are in it and it it could take a long time it doesn't things like that don't happen overnight it's easy to look back at history and and see those changes but we are we are in the midst of of it changing and um however it plays out who knows but um that's kind of the as you said the exciting part the the interest and see where and and I think for people too, just to be, to be open-minded and, and change is good. Change, change is good for things. And it brings a lot of opportunity. And And that's kind of a choice where I think people need to be is to be aware and open and know that opportunities coming or be scared and worried and do nothing. And then you get kind of caught up in, in the downfall of things. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's always, um, it's exciting, no matter what way the change takes place. And I think, uh, at least in America, when I, I do, a, I speak a lot to, to large groups about, uh, you know, all of this uh, geoeconomics and geopolitics. And it, I don't really think they are very aware of what the change that's unfolding around in the world around them. And I always warn them, like, you better be. You better wake up to this reality or else it's going to be a, a a rude shock to you because one day you'll wake up and you will realize that you're not living in the, the the greatest superpower uh at all and there are many other powers out there we're not in a unipolar world anymore and this has been happening for a while actually oh, yes. and you're just not going to be in the same place that you thought you were in the world and you might not like that reality and the the sooner you understand that things come in cycles, you know, powers go up, go down. And, uh, you know, countries have been glorious in the past, and then they lost that. And now they're, you know, getting back to that point. Uh, so you have to, you know, uh, understand that. And you can't think that uh, one particular power is going to be, you know, at the top for the next 1000 years. That's simply not how the world works. Uh, and I think has. some people, it never has. And but when you you talk to some people. You you. That's how they think, though. They they think that I, no, 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 and it's it's interesting. I think it's uh, and um. But no matter which way things go, there's amazing opportunity, and mm-hmm. I think we are a global village now. It's uh, you know, with with technology, you can live anywhere, you can work anywhere, and that's becoming even more even Aye. with jobs and professions where that wasn't the case now you can absolutely do that which i think is actually good it lets people um have the freedom to actually move around more which is good mm-hmm. good for the world i think we need to have more cultural exchange and uh, sort mm-hmm. of uh, interact
0: more engage more with the world around us for sure okay. Well, and I think too, because with well, with that engagement, as as we said, it's then we're we're open to have more knowledge. We're we're open to more understanding. Just because the United States, for example, does something one way and Dubai, they do things a different way. And we'll say Malaysia does things a different way, none of them are right or wrong if they get it done. Some are more effective, some get done quicker, but it's still. It, it still kind of gets done, and and the thing about I that I love about us kind of becoming more global, as you said, with working from home, working abroad, and everything, we can then decide where we want to live. If we're not happy at home for whatever reason, whether it's politics, lifestyle, cost of living, whatever it may be, you, you're not stuck there anymore. Obviously, for some in some countries, it's harder to move abroad than others but generally speaking i always say if there's a will there's a way it may not be easy it may not be cheap um and it may take a long time but there there is a way and so people can decide what what cultures what weather what lifestyle what things do they like do they want to be in a big city or you know have a um acreage or some land of their own doing their own thing with you know certain um weather patterns and stuff that that's the opportunity for that right now is, I think, at one of the highest points it's ever been for people to to move and get residency, other citizenships and things way easier than it has been in the past. And who knows what it'll be like in the future?
1: Well, it's funny because I grew up in Dubai and it was just coming up at that time. And now it's come to a point where a lot of Americans are thinking of going there sort of migrating there as and working there or retiring there and it's become this hub it's trying to it I mean I go to property seminars from these property developers who are based in Dubai and they're basically trying to sell their condominiums and I'm like really (laughs) kind of very um interested almost uh, to 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 do that myself and you know yeah. it's so funny it, it, you know talk about going back you know full circle and, and going back and living in Dubai I spent a lot of time there already so it, it wouldn't be that that different to stay there for a longer period of time ideally for somebody like myself if I can split my time between two or three places in the year my favorite places you know uh, that
0: would be the best that's my, but, I, that's my ideal yes. as well my ideal is to have yeah. three or four homes in three or four countries like one one in each yes. and and split my time so I'm never and part of the reason is so I'm never in winter <laughs> I want to be cold <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and I think we are in a interesting time where you don't it's financially feasible to do this you don't have to so you may not even necessarily need to buy a big mansion and all these places Make mm-hmm. it work financially because you're going to you know, if, if you have, if you don't own your own, uh, home, uh, here, well, you're going to be paying rent anyway. So you could just change exactly. it in a way where you, you can just split your time between, you know, two or three places. And it would actually cost you the same or less, probably, to be honest, if you lived in Asia, definitely would be much less, even in, in the Middle East, it would be less and you could actually live better. So, uh, and Europe for sure. So absolutely. A lot of people are opting to do that. I'm not. I'm not surprised, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that in in the near future, for sure. Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's it's one of the things that I I help people do with uh, global citizen life, or to become global citizens, and yes. whether it's diversifying for for business, citizenship, residency, lifestyle, like whatever it is, to just have the life you want, live yeah. where you want. Like there's no we're not stuck and and people sometimes say to me they're like well what if i go i go there and i don't like it well first Come you back. should check it out but and then you just leave yeah like check yeah. it out first and because it's always different to be on vacation than to live um but again you're not stuck that's true you, you can you can always leave and you 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 get
1: a good feel i think if you're being very present with yourself when you go to a city you will feel if this is somewhere that uh that you would like to live you you Mm. will get a good feel of does this city embrace you can you be your 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 full expression because some places you'll shine some places you just won't and um, Mm. some places it's very indifferent it could go either way and you know you spend a little bit of time i think it'll be very very quickly it'll become very evident whether this could work or couldn't work. And sometimes it's the most unusual places that you didn't yeah. think you would like that um, that blow you away. That's happened to me at, when I've traveled. And even in America, I've gone to so many cities and the cities that I never thought much of, I just fell in love with them. I thought, geez, I could live here. This just so different to what I had expected. And it's really amazing. So you have to be open to, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely all of those amazing sort of uh, possibilities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and with that, as you said, to be open to the possibilities, but be also open to not being stuck on where you think you might want to live. Because um, a while ago I was, I was, I went to Nice. I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll move to Nice. And I went to Nice and everyone's like, so how is it? How is it? I'm like, Nice is nice. (laughs) But I'm like, it doesn't, it didn't have that I'm like yeah I, I mean I could live here of course yeah. but very livable I'm- so it's it's
1: funny sorry it's funny you say Nice that Nice is my favorite place in Europe I want to really? be- I've been going there forever uh, because
0: every year I go to the Cannes Film Festival in Cannes okay and but that's I'm only wanting- happening for a short period of time so you know you have to think of like year-round no, living but, but-
1: but it's a very weather-wise and lifestyle-wise, <laughs> the food and all. It's just for me, Cannes, uh, Nice, the Côte d'Azur, French, uh, south of France, it, for me, extremely livable. i not sure. I think other people have had mixed experiences. like Americans going to France have had mixed experiences for me personally, I've I fell in love with it and it fell in love with me too. I always shine there, uh, you know, much of Mediterranean, yeah. but definitely South of France. So, you know, between just, East
0: Cannes, all those places,
1: Monaco, mm-hmm. I just,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I really and Maybe cause I just, my, sometimes our expectations are higher than what they should be. I, I just yeah. thought that I would get bored there. I, I just found that it yes. was great to visit, loved it, but I thought to live year round, I would probably get bored. Yes. Um, I need something a little bit. I love the coastline. I love being by the water. I'm I, The last few places I've lived, I'm always by the water. And so that's just about, again, knowing and trying. And so for yeah. me, I just think it might be just too small. Yeah. Summertime, of course, when there's there's festivals and stuff going on, great. But then we have to think, what about when it's kind of like sure. off-season, quiet time, yeah, winterish yeah. weather, whatever it may be, then, or is is that the time to travel? because I've also considered Dubai and um, people like, it gets really hot. I'm like, I know, but then summertime, but I can go back to Canada in yeah. the summer months and visit. Cause that's usually when I go back to Canada anyway. And so sometimes it's, it's figuring those things yes. out too, to see if something is workable or, or good for us. And one thing I've definitely learned over all of the years is there is no perfect place.
1: It's true. And remember people, uh, move because they're not happy but they go to a new city it's the same problems they manifest the same people because it's the the only the the only common denominator is them it's they who are going and wherever they go that they are going along to that place so i think they forget that it's not the world out there; it really is what's going on in here. So, if you're not happy, I think you okay. you must always work on yourself because uh, if you don't, then you you can go to any city in the world and you ain't gonna be happy. Yeah. It'll be the same problems that follow you, and you'll keep blaming the world around you. Whereas it 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 was the big issue is you, and I think yeah. people don't don't get that, um, and trying to escape and run away from what's unpleasant you'll never run away because you can't run away right. from yourself, you know? So. <laughs>
0: well, that's true. That's very true. And it's a very good, good point to make because it, it does happen a lot. And that's when people, they move somewhere for six months or a year and, Oh, I didn't like it. It wasn't what I expected. It's like, okay. And, and sometimes yes, but then you didn't do enough research or the other is the the problem, as you said, is the common denominator is with oneself. If, if you're not happy with yourself, you won't be happy anywhere
1: that's so true. That's great. Um and I think
0: that's probably like kind of the the perfect way to to end this conversation is is being happy with with oneself. So pretty if people wanted to follow you, get in touch with you, what are some of the best ways for them to to contact you or see what you're up to and what you are doing? Oh, wonderful. That thank you for for that.
1: Um I am very active on social media. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I am at the Pretty Effect and Pretty like my spelling, P-R-E-I-T-Y. Facebook is just my name. Um, and YouTube is, uh, and online is the Pretty Experience. So you can just contact me. My website will be, um, it's being redesigned. It'll be up soon, I hope. But uh, you can find me anywhere on social media and just, Reach out to me. I am working on a number of things, writing a book, trying to get a get a show off the ground. Uh, I speak a lot uh, in in different places. Hopefully, I'm going to be in Dubai in in December, talking at uh, a a big event there, and and uh, you know going to Australia before that as well. So very very excited. So please, uh, uh you know, just I just love meeting people who have maybe come across me somewhere online or listen to an interview of mine. So please reach out. It really makes my day. But but thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. You've just validated all the choices that I've made in my life
0: uh, to live a fearless life and to really truly be the global citizen.
1: So thank you so much.
0: You're, you're welcome. And we'll make sure we have those links in the show notes for everybody. And, and, you know, I think one of the best takeaways um, with talking with you, a couple is like one to, you have to be happy with yourself and, you know, we can't get bogged down by what's going around in the world. We need to live life now for what it is now, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but great things will come. That's true. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much for your time. Thank yeah. you.